Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, and you'll be joining me with my co-hosts and guests as we dive into how doing your inner work, or the beautiful work, is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. We hope you discover your passions, your purpose, and your fulfillment, because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. We are so happy that you're listening and sitting in circle with us because really, Laurel, doesn't it feel like our listeners are in a circle with us? It does, which is incredible to be surrounded and within. I know. Such a beautiful circle. Yeah. So I really want to first start, kick off off our, our time today, inviting listeners to imagine themselves I love imagining sitting at a kitchen table, a round kitchen table, talking together and sharing ideas and sharing stories and really loving and supporting each other in our own personal, you know, growth and development. So that's my invitation to listeners. Just kind of imagine you know, you're here in a circle at our kitchen table with Laurel and I, and, and we're just relaxed and having conversation with one another. Yeah, I love that visual. I do too. I do too. And that's a reminder too, that, you know, any questions are welcome to us at any time. We'll speak into, um, any questions or topics that you want us to address. We're happy to speak into that. We're here for you as well as us. Yeah. Yeah. So today our topic is relationship with self. And don't you just want to dive into this topic, Laurel? (laughs) I do now. Yeah. But 25 years ago, I may not have Thanks for saying. wanted to even talk about that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. totally, totally agree. <laughs> and I avoided talking about myself. You know, I mean, so how was I going to develop a relationship with myself when I didn't even want to talk about myself and like experience myself in that way, right? So yeah, yeah early on, we need, we do develop some patterns where there's resistance to really growing a healthy relationship with ourselves, right? Yes. And it's so interesting that we do that because other relationships, you know, when there may be this curiosity, we dive in. And when, um, at least with me, I know if something has come up for me that I don't understand, I may not be as curious about myself Mm. and wanting to, you know, dig a little deeper and learn a little more um, than I would if it was someone else I was curious about. So now I don't do that as much. Now I, now I think, oh my gosh, every day is another opportunity to learn something deeper about myself. I know. And something new, you know, I think that, and, and that's one of the beautiful, um, you know, things about this inner work that we're, we're describing as beautiful work is this, you know, the things that come up that we, that are hard to look at, you know, that, but in the end, when we do look at them, they are part of what allows us to develop this really healthy, confident, self-assured, trusting relationship with ourselves. 
when we shy away from them, we aren't allowed to experience our full self and understand our full self, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I do think that knowing, you know, knowing ourselves fully and acknowledging all parts of ourselves, um, parts we like and the parts we may not, may not even approve of, um, that it's a really healthy relationship to be with yourself if you can start to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so let's, we'll, we'll throw out a couple terms, you know, as we go along here, the one that's coming up right now for me is, um, helping, you know, our listeners, um, begin to use some language too, around some of the difficult things that we, that we have an experience in relationship to ourselves. And one of them is shadow, shadow work, right? This idea of the parts of ourselves that we don't like, or don't approve of or or weren't approved of early on and we adopted that and we kind of hide them or we ignore them or we try to actually deny them that sometimes that they even exist right yes absolutely and it's uh, you know i always think about those cartoons that you would see with the angel on one shoulder and the devil on the other right <laughs> you know the devil was always red but that is you know that that good versus evil that that shadow and light yeah. and um and we're both Yes. And we, it's not either, or for me, it's and. Yes, yes, yes. I love that. We have all qualities. That's one thing that I always say to people too, is we have all qualities. It's how they're developed in us and how they're expressed through us and how much we allow them to show up. Right. So, you know, I can be really greedy, but I don't encourage that part of myself. Right. But that's, right. that's absolutely a shadow aspect of who I am and how I exist in the world there. I have that part of me and I can't deny it. Yeah, I think that is so um, beautiful that you can you can acknowledge it and own it and say, okay, you know, it is part of me. Yeah. So the more that we can accept like these shadow aspects, you know, like the more I can just say, hey, look, I have this greedy part of me, and how how can it serve me, right? So this is the tricky part of shadow work, right? Is there's always a benefit in the darker qualities that we don't really want to have they do serve us so that the trick is finding how they serve us and how we can use them to our benefit and to other people's benefits so we're not harming other people in the world right and that's tricky it is tricky and and i often try to think about why why do i think that this particular characteristic or or quality of myself why do i think that it's bad or dark, right? It was that conditioning or is it, you know, is, is it true? And, and, and I think the piece that I always come back to is um, one of my, one of my, um, my only rule um, is respect for myself and others at all times. And that's my bear, my bar of, is this shadow side that I'm trying to deny myself of, can my shadow side live within that rule respect for myself and others at all times and if the answer is no then i then i can make the choice whether it is really good or bad wow wow that's a really interesting concept because um you know i'm just thinking about how to how, uh, let's use that like let's let's describe that a little in practical terms and let's just go back and use my example just for for the listeners yeah. right is um so let's say I'm struggling with my greediness because I don't want to share uh, something in my life, 
right? Um, I don't, let's see, what do I, what don't I want to share? Let's say I don't want to share my, uh, my car. I just, I like to have my own, my own car and I don't want to share it with anybody. Um, so it's kind of like the bar would be, can I still respect myself in, in my sense of, I really don't want to share my car with other people. Right. And so I might go through the exercise of why don't I want to share my car with other people? Why is that important to me? Why, you know, and come to terms with getting okay with, I can still respect myself and not share my car with other people versus if I go through the exercise and I say, you know, I really don't feel good about this. I really do feel like I need to learn how to lighten up and let people use my car on occasion. And now I can respect myself. Right. Is that kind of like the exercise? Yeah. And I, I um, use it especially with time. So I, you know, there was a period in my life when I was not greedy about my time. Um, I was too giving with my time. And so when I started to give, you know, that the test of, am I respecting myself by giving all of my time? Um, am I respecting others in, in, and not giving all of my time? And, and, you know, there's that balance or the fine line of I can do both. I can respect other people and myself and say, no, I'm not going to share my time. Yeah. And that's a great example too, of how, um, if we want to say being greedy about your time, I and mean, you could use that term if you wanted to, right. Or you could say selfish, or you could, you could use all kinds of terms, but that's where we can see the benefit in the shadow aspect. Because if you, if you're not greedy to some extent about your time, you become resentful of everybody in your life. Ultimately. Absolutely. That's yeah. Yeah. And, um, and, you know, I mean, I know we're, we're talking about relationship with self. And so, you know, and next we'll talk about relationship with others. Um, and it's just such a good example of how, for me, that the relationship with ourself is equally as important as our relationship with others. Absolutely. If not more so in my book at, at this point in my life, because I feel like, Again, it's that idea of my relationship with me impacts every relationship in my life. And so if my relationship with me is not good, that's going to be a, a, a negative impact to the other relationships. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. It, it, our relationship with ourselves impacts every other relationship. Yeah, yeah. And so powerfully you know, so powerfully how we show up for ourselves is really how we're showing up for others in, in a certain kind of way. Right. So it's kind of like, if we use that kind of greedy time, right. If we're giving, giving, giving everybody else our time, right. Usually we show up exhausted and we're exhausted to ourselves and we're not giving ourselves the time that we really want. Right. Or we think in giving those other people time, that's how we're supposed to be in the world. And so it's really about time for other people is really time for ourselves. And that, that really doesn't go together. You know, no. that's kind of a story, a con some of the convoluted stories we tell ourselves to give ourselves permission to do sometimes things that we don't really want to do. Yeah. And even, you know, with your example of, of giving your car. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I have given my car away to my children in the past and been without a vehicle. And 
while I feel like I'm being generous, the the shadow side of my that you know, uh, and the the emotion is, I've just gave away my independence. Mm, yeah. And so when I stop and think about, you know, again, am I willing to give away my independence in order for, you know, someone else needs to be met, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's I have a lot of fun thinking about, you know what is the emotion and what's the feeling and what's the core need or value in our, in our shadow side. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So t- super um, powerful to begin to do shadow work and invite yourself into that process um, and to really begin to explore you know, this idea of the chef, every quality, you know, looking at every, literally taking time to look at every quality and how does it show up in your life? What do you think of it? Is it a positive? Is it a negative? What's the positive in it? You know, that's a really beautiful um, exploration and inventory for our listeners to embark on. Yeah. And I can't wait to hear from our listeners yeah. how, how they do that and how they learn more about themselves as they do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, So this idea of, you know, really developing a relationship with ourselves that's positive requires some time, doesn't it, Laurel? It does. Um, I mean, it has taken me, you know, years to be able to be more comfortable in my relationship with myself Mm -hmm. and more loving and accepting of who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, And that has, you know, it's, it's a life work right? Um, Yeah. And I, and, um, you know, I often wonder why we don't learn that earlier in our life. You know, why, why isn't that one of the things that we're taught? Yeah. Yeah. I think that I, I like to think that we're evolving a little bit and that some things are changing. You know, um, like as we right claim this relationship with ourselves as mothers and we model it to our daughters and our sons, right? We are and in a healthy way that they learn that. And I think that that's oftentimes, you know, where the glitch is a little bit, because when you think about, you know, just the development of the world and women and men and our roles and all that stuff, it we women in general for many years weren't we weren't allowed to really have a healthy relationship with ourselves and claim that as a real priority in our day-to-day life. Right. But I, I think you're right. I think that, you know, we're living in a world now where, where women really are exploring who they are in relationship to themselves mm. and how to be better in that relationship with themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And how to, how to, and in the claiming, you know, the relationship with self, it's really the path. I think it's the path to self-love ultimately. Do you? I do. I absolutely do. And, um, you know, self-love is, is something that, you know, um, just develops over time, you know, self-trust, self-love and uh, self-kindness for me. It, it somewhat, they're all wrapped into each other. Yeah. I always think of, um, self-love being kind of the, the the high point that we reach you know at some point in our development and if we start out in a really critical place self-critical place that the steps along the way you know are are like these we don't go from from self-criticism or self-rejection to self-love in one big 
swoop, right? We really don't. I don't know anybody that's ever done that, except maybe some enlightenment moment that somebody had, right? But otherwise, it's kind of like a little step-by-step process. And the beginning is a lot of self-acceptance, starting to let go of judgment, starting to be aware of self-criticism, even self-talk that's critical, right? Yes. I mean, and I think that, um, you know, during my yoga training, um, that was a period in my life when the yoga philosophy of non-judgment and being an observer um, and, um, and, and we are all one connected to something greater than ourselves. That period in my life really was a period where I then could turn inward and look at my relationship with myself in that way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's been a little bit of a roller coaster as well. Like you said, no one takes the, you know, the giant step forward. Um, And it's not always forward. It could be three steps forward, two steps back, a a step forward again. Right. And that's where the, the non-judgment and the self kindness are so important. Yeah. Yeah. And time for self-reflection because we develop a healthy relationship with ourselves by really looking at our choices and the way that we're living and the relationships that we have and how we are experiencing them and how we're showing up in them. And so we develop this stronger relationship by taking the time to think about that and then make the changes that will strengthen how we feel about ourselves, right? As we're being more authentic, you know, we talked about authenticity and essential self in our last podcast. And this is how we start to, to get there is by claiming time to make yourself a priority and develop that relationship. Yeah. And, and you know, that reminds me of um, kind of the toolbox of things that we can use to improve our relationship with ourselves or start exploring our relationship with ourselves and, and making yourself a priority. Often women think about, I, you know, I'm making myself a priority when I'm taking time for self-care, right? You know, whether it's a manicure, pedicure, or a bubble bath, or whatever that might be. Um, And one of the things that I tend to think about is it's not just the traditional external self-care, but also activities like being in nature, right? Mm -hmm. Taking time to do some self-reflection, like all of those pieces and parts are tools that help ex- you explore, help me explore relationship with myself and, and make myself a priority. Yeah. Not giving away my time or car. That make that that's how I make myself a priority. Yeah, I know it. I know it. And you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about how many times I've had clients where some of the work has been at the beginning. Um, they don't you know, sometimes clients are when, when we start this work, we don't know what we want. And we sometimes don't even know what we like because we've been codependent or people pleasing. And we've gotten really out of touch with those aspects of our life. And so that's a great place to start. You know, if, if anyone's listening and they're like, well, I probably need a better relationship with myself, but I don't really know what that would look like. You know, one of the ways is just to begin to identify, you know, what do you enjoy? What brings you happiness? What, what, you know, what do you want more of in your life? And how are you acting on that? Right? Because this is how these two things go together is knowing those things and then organizing your life. So you have more of it and you feel like you can satisfy yourself. 
Yeah. I have similar clients that don't know what brings them joy anymore because they've spent a lifetime living their life for other people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I often start with, how do you want to feel yeah. every day? How do you want to feel? And then what can you do to bring five minutes of feeling that way? Yeah. Yeah. And I want to make sure that um, if we have any men listeners, and hopefully we do, and we will, um, that this is a really important point for men to take, to, to listen into and to really um, do some, some, their own self work, you know, discovery on, because for many men, um, they get to the point in their life where they feel like they've been living on script, a script that's been written for them. And they have gotten out of touch with, you know, what's really in their heart and soul of what they want and been told how a man is supposed to behave or what they're supposed to like in the world. And sometimes that's very different than what truly is pulsing inside them that they want to explore and experience. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. I mean, I have had men clients as well as women and um, often, often they feel that way that they are living their life working, bringing in money to support their family without enough time to do the things they love. Um, And so really figuring out what brings them joy, you know, what is their relationship with themselves, their self is just as important for men as it is for women. Yeah, absolutely. And I think as, you know, as a partner in a relationship, man, male or female, you know, the more that we can support one another in in encouraging each other to have a, a healthy relationship with ourselves, spend time. What do you like? What do you want? What, you know, and, and, and find a way to go through that negotiations experience really well. I mean, I think that's part of how we build a healthy marriage too, you know? Yeah. 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 Ooh, so... <laughs> much here around, um, you know, really, really believing. I think this is the other thing. It's, it's, it's how do you begin to build a belief system where it's really okay to spend time with yourself and for yourself and to claim the things that you want, because this is where we kind of challenge maybe the beliefs that have been delivered to us, you know, where other things are more important and what you want or how you want to be in the world is less important. And I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that. I feel like at some point we pay a price for that and we we're unhappy at a level that's, that really eventually is going to get, get to us one day. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it, it um, I do, I, I agree with that, that when we, don't have that relationship with ourselves, and we're not able to develop it in a healthy way and we live for other relationships, we end up living a life that doesn't feel like our own, right? And that stirs up all kinds of emotion. Um, And as you were talking, it reminded me that so interesting that, you know, oftentimes we work on relationship with other people that we, we seek advice or counsel or support for our relationships in a marriage, in a family, in a community. Um, but we often don't look for that same support with how to develop and how to strengthen our relationship with ourselves. Um, so that is one of the things I, I just thought 
came to mind that what are those resources available to each and every one of us to learn how to strengthen the relationship with ourselves. And then the other thing that came to mind is that it's so interesting that oftentimes we don't prioritize the relationship with ourselves, but it's the only relationship throughout our entire life that we can't walk away from. Yeah. We are in it for life. For better or for worse, we're stuck with ourselves no matter where we are. Yeah. And if for no other reason, yeah. that should just make us feel like if we have work to do, it's worth the work. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Laurel, I love both of those points that you just made. I feel like that is a great wrap up for our session today. And I want to um, just promote life coaching, you know, for a minute here, because I feel like I know the, the clients that I've had that I've worked with, especially the longer term clients, you know, they, they really feel like, wow, they don't know what they would do if they didn't have like a life coach, right? They're, this it Because it becomes a part of this I take care of myself. This is how I take care of myself. This is how I check in with myself. This is how I continue to self-reflect with support and with help when I'm stuck or need some, and you know, another voice to listen, to hear, to bounce off of. Right. And life coaching can be great for that. If you have the right coach, you know, man, your whole life can be a whole different experience. And, and one that you just really begin to feel so much more confidence in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know the coaches that I've worked with. I've worked with several life coaches and yeah. it has made a huge difference in my life. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, I might not have been willing or able to go a little deeper, right? And to look at myself more objectively. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I what I love about being a coach is guiding my clients through the questions that they can find the answers within themselves, yeah. help, you know, holding them in safe space while they do the inner work. Yeah. Um, and that just is an incredible. It's so it, I, yeah. 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 I feel like Laurel, you and I have that same, you know, a uh, philosophy around how, you know, what, what, what a life coach does and how, how we do that. And it really is about asking those questions and creating that safe space so that our client can find their own answer because we don't have other people's answers, you know? And I think that's one of the things about, um, you know, a, a good a good way to kind of judge too, you know, whether your coaching experience is healthy for you or really supporting you in your full development is, is your coach giving you the answers? Because if they are, that's not really where you want to be. You want to be finding your own answers, you know, and with, with the support and help and love of a person, you know, that can be there for you. So, because um, I do feel like, you know, in the world today, there are a lot of coaches out there that don't have training, that don't have a good background, that aren't necessarily even really great at what they do. And so you have to do a little bit of homework sometimes, and you have to do a little bit of testing. You know, I always felt like um, it, both in therapy, you know, and I used to say this to my clients, always in therapy and, and as well as life coaching, it's like, you have, this is a, this is a, like, when, when we, t- when we have a first session, you're interviewing me, I'm interviewing you. Are we a good fit? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and it is such a good relationship when you find the right, the right coach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, 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 so wonderful when you're. Yeah. So Laurel, any, um, I know we made a couple suggestions. We offered up a couple suggestions for our listeners today for exploration or encouragement around relationship with self as an exercise or invitation, anything else coming up for you? 
um, that we want to leave them with today? No, I, I think if, if anything, I, you know, maybe just to reiterate the, my own belief that our relationship with ourself, you know, sets the stage for healthy relationships with everyone else. Yeah. Um, and, it, and if, if you're not making it a priority, um, you know, maybe start there questioning why isn't it a priority? Mm, yeah, that's good. That's good. And I want to just reiterate that going through that values exercise, that's a great way to do some beginning self exploration, you know, kind of just making a list of values or finding one online. You can just Google, you know, value list and one will pop up and going through, you know, which ones do you feel like are shadow in your shadow that you're not really looking at and, you know, which ones are important to you and just starting to do that. Um, developing, you know, un self understanding through through that values experience. It's a wonderful way to to start to dig in, and and one thing leads to another in that exercise. Always <laughs> it does, and I, you know, it's it's, it's um, just building your own awareness, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, good. All right, Laurel, I think we'll wrap up for today, yeah. and uh, we'll be back soon with our next podcast on relationships. Looking forward to it as always. Thanks so much. Thank you for joining us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. We welcome questions from you, our listeners. Feel free to send one along. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. Thanks for being with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.